this is Evie and welcome to the BP, also known as the Unique Perspective. Here we dive deep into the world of social justice from my perspective. It is my educated opinion on tough topics with poetry and music as my aid. Stick around if this interests you. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you are listening. Welcome. So today's hot topic is comedy in the Black community. I will also include some information on storytelling in the Black community and how that relates to comedy. Um, But as usual, we are starting this thing off with a poem. Um, This poem is not by me. It is something that I found on YouTube that was posted from the 2018 Woman of the World Poetry Slam. It is called Born Funny by Icon. By definition, an icon is usually a symbol or an image that stands for or represents something other than itself. As an artist, Shikandria Icon Sibley stands for and represents for those who are oftentimes marginalized and whose voices are silenced in today's society. Icon is a nationally acclaimed championship poet, spoken word artist, actress, and teaching artist. As a founding member of Team Snow, which is Slam New Orleans, She has helped the team win multiple regional and national titles, solidifying them as a dynasty in the world of slam poetry. So I will now add her poem. So I've always been somewhat of a comedian. It's almost like I was born funny. See, I come from a family of folk who know how to turn life's lemons into a tasty punch line. That being said, I too have mastered the art of the clever comeback, like how life, being a funny thing itself, always tries to come at me like, yo, Icon, your black woman life is so worthless, and I, being the witty creature that I am, quickly interrupted and respond by waking up every day. And I know you may wonder, where is the humor in that? And I say, never mind, it's an inside joke. Inside meaning one, I keep locked inside this padded cell of a brain where on most days I'm so hilarious so I crack my own self up, but how on others I find myself scraping those same pieces off the stage like a busted tomato thrown after a bad joke. Yo, tell me the answer to this riddle. What do you call a girl who grew up with a schizophrenic grandmother, a bipolar uncle, and a paranoid schizophrenic little cousin? Girl, you so crazy. Must be, because people say it so often, not realizing that mental illness has run so rampant in my family, so we've had to learn how to prescribe ourselves the best medicine we could find. Laughter. Like, remember that time during one of his manic episodes, Uncle Eric cut off all his hair in the middle? Looked like he went to the barbershop and said, yo, son, let me get that George Jefferson out. (laughs) Or, I got a good one. Remember how Will, how you used to put Will in his crib? Now he's so volatile, you're too afraid to invite him inside your own. (laughs) See? See how my family finds a way to drown out the sound of tragedy with gut-busting laughter? How the only way we know how to cry is when our sides hurt so much from laughing at our own pain. But even in all of this, I still can't help but feel like God is the one laughing the loudest. So I try my best to keep my own mental health in check because shit, I would hate to be the butt of one of his jokes. 
I've seen the way he could turn a punch line into a slice across someone's wrist, or a funny family into the weigh-ins, or my own, or a poet who just so happens to know how to make people laugh into a comedian, or the joke. The one where my DNA plays a heartless prankster who likes to give a little joy and then turn around and take it all back with each bout of depression. Like it got more sights than Wanda to the point where I'm still finding it hard to find this shit funny. But I laugh anyhow. Because hell, each day that I wake up, I am a heckler in life's audience when it tries to play the dirty dozens with my sanity. I show it whose name is really on the marquee and then I point to me and I say, hey, yo, life. What do you call a group of people who have seen each other split wide open, yet have found a way to heal themselves by leaving everyone else in stitches? My family, still not laughing? Never mind, it's an inside joke. That was a very strong poem, but I will not reference that right now. I will return to that um, a little bit later. I just want to start with the idea of storytelling. And in order to do this podcast, I did just a little bit of research, and I read an article by Andrea Collier. And she talks about um, why telling our story is so powerful for Black Americans. And I really enjoyed this article because she I've never thought that deeply about storytelling and how deeply it's rooted and connected to black people in the black community um but she just kind of talks about how storytelling is about representation um that it's a a chance for black people to be something other than property um obviously that is reference to slavery times um but that's kind of where the creation of storytelling began and that's something that is so deeply connected to who we are as people and I think that storytelling really connects to comedy and our ideas of comedy because comedy is just another way of storytelling. It's it's jokes, but it's jokes made out of the pain and the issues um, and the weight that we carry every day and the way that we share pieces of ourselves with each other and the world. Um, but specifically comedians, they are almost political activists and some of them actually are, but they're sharing what it's like to be a black person in America. Uh, honestly, it doesn't have to be America because Trevor Noah is um, South African and he shares that experience. He, he tells his story, he tells his family's story by jokes. And so it's not just about making fun of the experience. It's about making it um, tolerable uh, and allowing us to exist more easily um and it's just a way to take the weight off a little bit while also um, being an activist and sharing the importance and the uh the issues that occur within the community and i like comedy in the sense of its activism because you don't realize how much realness is in it until you think back on it um, and so you're too busy laughing, but you don't realize that it's it's very serious and it's a lot of things that a lot of people are dealing with on a daily basis. And it's a story. It's the way we communicate. It's the way we connect. Um, and black folks have always been storytellers. 
Uh, and as a human, storytelling is deeply rooted in all of us because we want to be validated. We want to be seen. And storytelling is about representation. Uh, and we all want our stories to be heard. We want to be seen. And it's no different for the black community. It's probably more intense because of the things that we encounter, um, the things that we have to hold on to or deal with on a daily basis. And I just enjoyed her article because she talked about how that we, we all need a witness. Um, and that's just the point of storytelling is that we want people to hear it and see it and make sense of it and to share in it. Uh, and she just concludes by saying that we are all witnesses um, so we all have stories to tell, but we are also all there to hear other people's stories. Um, it's not just our own story. It's the connectedness. Um, and especially for the black community, we are all connected and our story is yet different, but also one. Uh, and we have to give each other the space to share our voices. And we have to not be scared of our voices either. Uh, this podcast, like I said, a billion times by now is allowing me to do that. It is my storytelling is allowing me to share my voice and to connect with you all and to be a voice for those who might not get a chance to share their thoughts and their stories and their life experiences. Um, but I just hope that through my storytelling, I'm also telling the story of those that don't get to share it. Uh, but that's just how I think that storytelling connects to the world of comedy. Um, and she also talks about how good storytelling is based on the response and the reaction of those who listen. And I think that that also deeply connects to comedy because you're not a good comedian if people aren't laughing. Um, and you know that you're doing well with the crowd if they're reacting. And so I know that there's something hard for a lot of comedians making sure that their jokes are being received well. Uh, and that their shows are often based on the response that they're getting. And so the story that they're telling still has to be, uh, I don't want to say adaptable, but it has to connect. So again, storytelling. Their story, their connection, the witnesses, it all has to come together in a way uh, that there is a connection that the people are bonding with the comedian and that they can connect to the jokes, the stories being told. Uh, I think that's why black people connect so much to comedy, even if they're, they themselves aren't comedians. It's just that when you hear a black comedian, there's so many things that we've all experienced. And so the jokes are even more funny when you actually can make sense of them and get in on the joke. Uh, and it's just, it's just another way to connect with each other, to to process all of the things that we encounter. I don't really want to be repetitive, but as a black person, which I have said before, is it's just a lot of trauma and a lot of baggage and a lot of things that we don't necessarily deal with. And comedy is a way of doing that. It's a way of making sense of it. Um, and we probably wouldn't function that well if it wasn't for making light of such serious things. Because if we were to ponder on it, then you realize how much it actually hurts. And so it's kind of simpler in a way to joke about it. And I think that also allows us to connect better with the white community and other races in general. Uh, because in joke, we can 
better express ourselves and be heard maybe and that they can be less fearful about conversations about race or any other taboo topics that we avoid if it's done in a joke then <laughs> there's less seriousness there's less fear um, and has less hesitancy to have the conversation and that when you leave a comedy show you're often left thinking about the things that were said and all jokes aside you're you realize that there was really like a statement being made and things to really consider and think about in the world and that those jokes are tied to real experiences and whether the stories are exaggerated sometimes or not the essence of the story the um the real meaning behind the stories are always real um like most of the jokes when it comes to black comedians have to do with race or they're related to gender and things like that they're related to the black community as a whole they're they talk about music um and when i was doing my research for this podcast i seen that there was a book called black comedians on black comedy how african americans taught us to laugh and that is by daryl littleton um and it was uh, written or released in 2008 and the book basically just talks as interviews from multiple black comedians uh, and they just talk about the world of black comedy and what that's like in the history and the evolution of black comedy. Um, it has 125 interviews that were used to create the narrative. Um, and it was conducted um, by many of the top African-American comedians, such as Eddie Murphy, um, Eddie Griffin, Dam Damon Wayans, Arsenio Hall, Chris Rock, etc., and it was later turned into a documentary that was called Why We Laugh, Black Comedians on Black Comedy. And I don't think it's on Amazon right now, but apparently it was previously. And again, it just interviews different comedians and their ideas related to comedy and its importance. I was going to upload the um, trailer that I found, but... Um, if you want to find more, find out more about it, I would just say look it up. And that was released in 2009 or 2010. But either way, uh, it's just talking about comedy from the comedian's perspective. And just in the documentary, it talked about how comedy lifts the weight off of our shoulders and connects us and uh, encourages conversation around those topics that we avoid oftentimes. Uh, but I want to shift gears just a little bit and return to the poem that I wish, um, posted in the beginning. And I think that this poem connects to what I consider the flip side to comedy. And although comedy can be releasing and it can alleviate some of the stress and make it manageable and allow us to <laughs> function throughout the days it also beco becomes a problem a problem I'm sorry as she said because in families we tend to joke about things and, and avoid dealing with them so she talked about mental health and how we say oh he's just crazy and doing that 
means that we're not really thinking about mental health. We're not doing anything about it. We're making jokes about it. And again, in some ways, it helps us process it. But it also means that we aren't dealing with it, which connects to what I had said previously on the mental health um, episode. And just that it's another avoidance tactic. And we would rather joke about what's happening than to have real conversations about it. And oftentimes, this leads to like generational traumas continuing and the cycle being passed on to the next generation and the generation after that. Uh, and also, the jokes can impact people in negative ways. And so, we might think that we're joking around, but when the family function is over, those jokes are still on the minds of the people being joked on. And they feel worse about whatever it is that they're experiencing. Maybe they know that they have this issue, this anxiety issue and you making fun of them about it just makes them even more anxious or schizophrenia. You're making them even more paranoid. Like we can't avoid the topics by joking about it. Like we're using jokes as awareness as a lot of comedians can do, then it is possible. But honestly, comedians, comedy can be also very offensive uh, and it can make light of things that need to be truly discussed and like I said it happens a lot within black families is that we would rather laugh and joke which means that we're not handling situations well and it's not like we're doing it after the fact when almost everything seems funny when you're no longer in the situation we're doing what people are currently in the moment in the situation and that's harmful to the family it's harmful to the people um, involved and it's harmful to our community in general because we can't just keep avoiding these serious issues within the community um, and jokes are have a time and a place and sometimes you just have to have a sit down and talk it out and I think that mental health is like like the biggest example of that is we we make fun of it which means that we negate it as a real issue and then we never deal with it and I've seen it many times in my own family and it can be hard and it's definitely a hard cycle to break but we really have to try and better understand each other which cycles right back to storytelling all of our stories are important and we should all be supportive of what's happening to each other and how we process that information. There is not one universal black person. There's not one universal way to process situations. Um, and we're all unique individuals. So we have to allow for that space and we have to accept each other in those differences and truly sit, listen and understand and then pass on the stories in a positive light. We're passing on trauma, but we're not passing on forgiveness. We're not passing on, you know, healthy relationships. We're keeping the cycle of broken families and broken homes because we we avoid situations and then make fun of them. Uh, and we're doing it to ourselves. And I don't want to, like, ponder on that, but in this instance and in this way, we're hurting our own people, and it's kind of sad to see, and we have to 
we have to think more about that um and i am not against comedy at all i much love comedy shows and um comedy movies all of those things but like i said there's a time and a place for that and if we're using it in a negative way then that's what needs to be addressed so always enjoy your shows have fun but watch the jokes that you're saying amongst family and friends and don't call people sensitive or um, annoying because they found a, a joke inappropriate because jokes can be inappropriate and also whether you think it's appropriate or not if someone tells you you've offended me then in some ways you take accountability for that and at least apologize for the way that you made them feel whether you think your joke was inappropriate or not because we're validating each other's experience and you might not apologize for the joke itself, but you can apologize for the way it makes someone feel um, and make sure that you're connecting with people in the best way possible and addressing serious things as best you can. Don't joke and avoid, but talk about it. We can only really fix things if we talk about it. And so I don't want to steer any way away from comedy. I just want you to think about it. It's kind of like what your parents always say. Think before you speak. So just watch what you're saying to people. Uh, and watch how it's impacting the people around you. But as a joke, I found a song that was called The Black People Song. It is on Spotify and YouTube. And it is by Z Flow, F L O. And there is actually <laughs> an entire album called No Offense. And there's the White People song, the Asian song, and I think there's one other, one or two other songs. So if you want a good laugh, check those out. And although the album's called No Offense, I'm pretty sure all the songs have everything to do with every stereotype on, in the book. So just brace yourself for that. But I do want to put a little bit of fun in it because not everything has to be serious. Um, And I hope that you enjoy. This episode was a little bit short, but I think I got my point across. I hope you all have a great day, evening, whatever time it is. And I will see you next week. Peace and love, Evie. Thanks for joining me for this episode of The EP. Remember to follow me on Facebook at The EP for updates on the podcast as well as reaching out because I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And join me next time for another deep conversation from the unique perspective. Peace and love, Evie.